everything is tied together. Amilta is chained to its past, and its future will be chained to its present by the horrors. The noble demons are chained to their obsessions, imprisoned by desires they barely comprehend, and the lesser demons are chained to their bound masters. Rangers are tied to their gods and to the people of the world they are trying to protect. And those people are tied to each other through bonds of love and hate and envy and fear and desire and every other ribbon in the skein of human emotion. Welcome to Sword of Symphonies. I am your host, your king, your greatest fear. It is me, Cat. <gasps> With me, we have Nick. Hi, Cat. Hi, Nick. What's it like being Nick today? Not too bad. I don't have the big Batman intro there like you do, but I'm doing okay. Batman? How? T- Kathleen, defend me. Oh, I, I, ga- I was gasping in horror at, at the great terror that flaps on the mic. Oh, da- Kirsten. Hello, it is me. <laughs> Hi. You're not going to defend me either, are you? I mean, I don't even really know how to defend myself, so... <laughs> yeah, I- it's part of why I love you so much. <laughs> so, previously on Sword of Symphonies, the party fought a two-pronged battle... Tissa and Gideon tried to convince the Bell Tower Baroness not to carry out her assassination order. And Marilyn and Penelope fought to stop said assassination order. All looked like it was about to be lost until Tissa made an offering to the Baroness. The one thing she prizes above all else, art. Now the Baroness is conflicted. And her lesser daemon has been defeated, which means her quarry is safe for now. And Tissa and Gideon still stand in the bell tower. So, where are we at? Tissa is trying to wrestle with, oh, no, she really doesn't have a choice. What does that mean? And, like, the idea of having to do things hits uncomfortably close to home for her. Mm. Not feeling like she has a choice about doing things. And I think a word that is familiar to you, I'm not sure if Tissa is aware of her key, but her passenger is, and she hears the word compulsion just echoing, rattling around in her brain. Um, what do you, no, it's, um, how can we make this make sense? And the Baroness furrows her brow. This is the first time that she has ever been presented with a choice as to how to carry out whatever it is she's doing. She's been presented with 
works of art. Beautiful ones, very different ones, for two conflicting purposes. And this is the first time in the lifetime of the Bell Tower Baroness that this has occurred. And she kneads at the ground with her enormous paws, and she shakes out her great blue wings, and she frowns. She doesn't really have room to pace, but she would if she could. You get that impression. The lesser daemons around the room gather to watch. Masked and featureless, but huddled together like shadow puppets to see what happens next. Tissa looks at Gideon and looks over at Aurelie's craft and back at the Baroness. It... I have more art if that would help, but I don't think that that's really what the problem... Huh. She's going to roll Understanding Spirits. Okay. Three successes. Three successes on Understanding Spirits. Well, you definitely know that as a noble demon, the Baroness is obsessed. She has an obsession that she must fulfill. And as to how to proceed, this is a creature that is in genuine distress. This might be the first time you've ever seen a noble demon not know what to do. It's weird. They are staggeringly certain creatures in everything they do. And this one is fretting. I think she starts like gathering up pieces of art and kind of pulling them closer to her. There's a framed portrait leaning against a wall that she very gently picks up, sets against the wall right next to her. Oh, no. There's a statue in the corner that she wraps a paw around and pulls it close. I think that she goes over to Ara Lee's craft. You should take back the request. Can I... Can we take back the request? Can you still have the art and we can take back the request and deal with our own problems some other way? The Baroness blinks at this, just startled. Yes, if you don't want anything for it, and I don't have to do anything for it, that is fine. Is fine. And I think Arlie's craft has been successfully menaced enough at this point that he just kind of hands up, just, yeah, it's, 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 it's fine. It's, it's all right. Tissa's eyes narrow a little bit. I'm still mad at you. This is how you get horrors. I, I, this has... Nothing to do with that. It is how you get horrors, though. Mm. You want horrors? Because this is how you get horrors. This is how you get horrors. (laughs) Mm. Anyway. It feels kind of weird to say this, Tissa, but it's kind of unfair taking advantage of a demon, isn't it? 
point, you just want to not get hurt. <sighs> I wish there was a way for her to get what she wants without people having to make these kinds of trades. Yeah. Tissa turns back to the Baroness. Was it always like this? Just you up here by yourself? Mm-hmm. The Baroness slowly nods. And Tissa sort of scratches at her head under the scarves like she does sometimes, especially when the Herathmus is talking to her and says, Do you want to? Mm. I'm not attached to this place. It's just my home. Mm. I could live anywhere, but if I lived far from people, I wouldn't get anymore. Mm-hmm. So meanwhile, we are in the Redwater Estate. We have stepped in from the garden. Everybody is pretty messed up from the fight with the assassins, but everyone is whole. Anjin has sent for staff to run and grab a first aid kit and is kind of pacing around. Somehow Volva got a drink. She's got just like a dreadful gouge on uh, one of her arms and her face is scratched up. She's laughing though, as is expected, I guess. I think Penelope sits down beside her and is like, well, I guess I'm not getting my deposit back. <laughs> no. How are you holding up? Oh, I'm fine. Yeah? That could have gone a lot worse though. <sighs> I'm glad we were able to pull through. I mm. was a bit worried about that one. <laughs> Thanks, kiddo. Well done. <laughs> Thanks. Penelope kind of like blushes a bit. I think she turns slightly away to try to hide her blush. <laughs> she wants to seem cool in front of Wolfa. <laughs> well? But Penelope's not cool. I mean, No, she's not. <laughs> <laughs> she tries so hard. <laughs> Downright heroic of you two. No. Oh. It did feel kind of fun swooping in like that. <laughs> How are you doing there, Marilyn? Marilyn's eyes are kind of darting all over the place, and she looks a lot more anxious than she responds and just kind of says, I'm just glad I have this drink. But uh, Penelope, oh my God, Penelope, are, are you okay? And then Marilyn kind of like pats under the little hoodie capelet thing she wears and holds her hand out, which is covered in blood, and just says, look at how much you're bleeding. Are you okay? Mm. Oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I think I'm good. And I think Penelope just, a hand, shoots out, and just like, actually, oh, I know, I can't stealth it, but she's going to try to stealth it. She's going to try to steal Marilyn's drink, because that's what Penelope does. She, she takes... Marilyn doesn't have a drink. Oh, I thought Marilyn, Deathy said, I'm happy I have the drink. Sorry. I, I did. Yeah. Marilyn is currently at the end of her assist pool. She thinks that everybody is somebody else and that she is also everybody at the oh, same time. Oh, that's why yeah, I put the hand under. Right oh, now. 
Oh, okay. Rewind. Like in a very literal sense, she doesn't know who she is. Yeah. I think uh, the maid shows up with a box of first aid supplies. Marilyn, you should sit down. I I am sitting. Am I am I not? Mm-mm. I guess I guess I I I'm not. And Marilyn just kind of sits down and and sort of stares into the middle distance. Mm, well, let's get you all patched up. Oh goodness, you're a mess. Yeah, it's, uh, this suit is just ruined. Oh, are you not getting the deposit back on that? I guess I guess I'm not. Uh, well, sweetheart. There goes any bonus I was thinking of. Sweetheart, do me a favor. Yes. Favor just for me. Point to the one that's Penelope, please. Pen- Penelope and, and Marilyn points at herself. Hmm. <sighs> this used to happen to poor Caldas all the time. Oh. Hmm. Is she going to be okay? Oh, she'll be fine. Once she gets some rest, she'll be perfectly fine. Oh, that's good. That's good. Just a little bit confused. And Botha reaches into the box and starts pulling out some, uh, like a bottle of some, probably some like rubbing alcohol or something. Okay. Marilyn is currently ignoring, uh, she took a lot of damage, so Marilyn is probably just kind of sitting and is a little drippy. Yeah, <laughs> Botha gets to work on cleaning Marilyn up. Botha took some hits herself, but she's feeling a little bit better than Marilyn is right now. And Jin is still pacing. Well, <sighs> hope the others are all right. Oh, I mean, it would, we need to know what's going on in the bell tower. Hmm. Uh, oh, 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 uh, uh, um. Give me your arm. Come on. Okay. Okay. <sighs> <sighs> You really aren't getting the deposit back on this. <laughs> no, but I guess that means I get to keep it. Mm, you'll just need someone to fix it for you. I'm sure I can find a pretty cool tailor. <laughs> mm-hmm. Some things work out for the better, I guess. <laughs> I should go check on the bell tower. Um, you're all right? You sure? Mm-hmm. You're okay with watching Marilyn? You sure she's going to be all right? Oh, she'll be fine. Mm. All right. Well, Marilyn just kind of unprompted, just kind of says, no knives. No, I don't do th- No knives. No, don't worry, Munchkin. No knives. Well, the smirks as this is clearly one of the few times she's going to be able to get away with that one. <laughs> all right. Um, I'm going to hop on Polly. I'm going to check out the bell tower. Uh, we'll try to all reconvene back here as soon as we can. Mm. Marilyn's not going to be able to make any calls. And then I think Penelope, like, awkwardly stands there for a moment, like, oh, right, I said I was going, and then leaves. <laughs> <laughs> to hop on Polly. Yeah. And Botha just spends a little time carefully cleaning and bandaging all the wounds that Marilyn has sustained. Oh, well, just like making quiet, disjointed conversation. 
So did you have a good day? It was okay, but boy, did you get messed up. Mm, well, that's okay. It's all in the past now. Oh, you're gonna, you're gonna have to clean that whole outfit. Mm. And, and Marilyn is, is looking down at the fact that her outfit is kind of a little stained at the moment. Yes, well. Now that I work for the Legion, there's at least enough money to replace it. Oh, yeah, that'll be great. You won't have to go into the coffers or anything. No. Uh, you'll you'll be able to get Stephen those nice charcoals that he wanted. Exactly. I'll still have plenty left over to get gifts for everyone. Oh, that's good, at least. Something good came of all of this. Mm. Maybe I can even bully the captain into paying for it. It was sustained in the line of duty, after all. That's That's a little mean, but a good idea. <laughs> well, I am very clever. And Marilyn kind of looks over at Wolf's empty glass and just goes, Oh, hey, I could you get me another one? <laughs> I was just about to offer. Thanks. You look like you could use another drink. Yeah, I, I really could. Well, we didn't have that bad a day, all things considered. No, we, we still got the job done. <laughs> somehow. Yeah, somehow, but... Oh, I just hope we don't have to do this more often. I can't keep putting you back together like this. Well, you're very used to having to put people back together. I'm sure you can handle it. Yeah, I suppose so. <laughs> Besides, you don't mind that much. Not when it's someone you care about. Yeah, I suppose I don't. It's kind of nice, you know, sometimes being being helpful like this. <laughs> oh, oh, you, mi- you missed a spot, and, and Marilyn points at one of the gashes on her, like, stomach. <laughs> All right. Arms up. Come on. No. Nope. My, my, arm, my arm. These arms. Oh. These arms, oh, oh. Munchkin. These two. Okay. Okay, yep. got it. There we go. Thank you. <laughs> and... Anjin comes in with another drink for Wotha and just kind of settles down on a chair nearby to watch. And eventually, Penelope ends up at the bell tower. But the problem is that it's not just that it has to be yours. And and this is not what you want, but I don't want want more people to get hurt, you know? And Mm. we seem to be really good at hurting each other. The Baroness, like, gives a slow nod. People are also good at appreciating each other. She says, and she pulls that marble statue a little closer to herself. But it's not enough for you to just look at them. You have to have your own ones. Mm, They're mine. Yeah. No, they are. Penelope? I, I, oh, you don't look so good. Oh, hi, Penelope. Oh, hey. And Penelope kind of breathlessly comes up the stairs and, uh, what's happening? Is everything all right? We're trying to figure out what to do. Okay. What to do? What are the what's what are the options? 
I've just been trying to talk with her, and she's a very good conversationalist. Um, but um, we're trying to figure out how... I don't want people to use her anymore. And she looks at Ara and doesn't say anything. But I don't know. I For me, I always just... When there was something... I There was something to do. I could do the thing and then I could go somewhere else. But I don't... A strange look comes over the Baroness's face. She looks, for a moment, like, wounded or hurt. And she turns to look at Aralee's craft, and suddenly she is furious. And she reaches out with a paw to pin him to the ground. And Tissa jumps back, like, very alarmed all of a sudden. It's like, oh no, the noble demon is doing the uh, scary noble demon things again. I think Penelope does the same. This is your fault. This is... I'm upset. I am upset. <laughs> and he kind of struggles under the pond and says, you, you got what you needed. I know. I am upset anyway. And you can see that she is just trembling with rage and confusion. Um, Penelope whispers in Tissa's ear, it, it seems like you've developed a rapport. You can talk. Yeah, I know. I know you can help come to a solution. And I'm going to roll Daring Humanity to help Tissa talk to the demon. Heck yeah. Daring Humanity is my favorite combo. Yeah. Oh, oh, <laughs> very, very bad roll. <laughs> One oh, no. edge success. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, since you're rolling to motivate Tissa, would one success work here, Kathleen? Oh, uh, yeah, probably. Probably? Okay. But I think that given that it's an edge success, she's gonna start with... Wait, hold, uh, stop? No, no, you don't, I don't want to tell you to do any, um, oh. And she kind of lifts her paw, and he scrambles to the other side of the room, and she's still got that look of confused rage on her face. Um, what if... <clears throat> You can do things other than killing people. I'm sure you're very powerful and very clever. Could you do something for a lot of people for a lot of art? Of course I could. She kind of settles forward on her paws to be a little bit closer to you, Tissa. I could do that easily. Yeah. Um... How many people have you seen, even? Mm. Seven. Wow. That's not very many at all. Do you know how many people there are out out there? And she sort of gestures to Stageport at large. And the Baroness looks around at all the representations of people in her room. 
Um, more than this, I suppose. Yeah, a lot more. And one of the things about making stuff is that so many hands have touched and each one of these things, and not just the people who sculpted or painted that, but the person who made the paints and the person who made the canvas and the person who grew the thing that the canvas was made of. And it's hard to make things because of all of the stuff you need, all of the things you need in order to make it. Um, do you think you could, if, if people made art for you, do you think you could help them make it? I could do that. And she nods. I could do that. I can do that. Yeah. Because people need to be safe enough in order to do things. And mm. she sort of looks at Gideon and Penelope who have who she views as being better with people and knowing more about society and stuff than her. Aw. Oh. Because there's all of those places with all of those paintings. Or mm -hmm. there's the... I was walking and there were all of those statues on the way over here. Oh. Gallery. Is that... Mm, it's not like a library. It's not like a library. It's the paintings like library. live there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Could... You know what? Mm -hmm. I think we need to talk to a sponsor. Ooh. <laughs> Tissa rolls one success and two edges on adaptability humanity and looks at RLE's craft. Really? Only seven people? Well, not all at the same time. Mm -hmm. I've only ever seen three people at the same time. We did four. Four being today? Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, did you think that you owned a noble demon? Uh, he definitely averts his gaze from Tissa at this. I think that there's an idea. I think that we have an idea, and I think for now we need to come back later and tell you what the idea is better when I understand it better. Baroness, is that okay? Of course. You can come visit me anytime. Okay. Okay. Um, all of us are going to go now, I think. Okay. She says pointedly. As pointedly as Tissa says anything. <laughs> and Penelope rips out a page from, uh, no, she doesn't have, I was gonna, never mind, never mind, ignore me. Yeah, ignore Tissa me. has the sketchbook. Because <laughs> I was even like, oh, she made us, she was like sketching something to commemorate the time she saw four people, but she could do that later. What? <laughs> 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 she will do that later. Anyways. Yeah, and I think Penelope kind of turns and smiles at Tissa like, Good job, Tissa, like, and turns to follow Tissa out.
It is a gray day in Stageport, a city that has a great many of those. The wind is blowing in off the ocean and the air smells like salt and seaweed. In a distance, you can hear the ship's bells as the ships themselves placidly bob in the harbor. The seagulls you can hear everywhere. They're omnipresent, and we've gone into great deal about the seagulls before, listeners, so I'm not going to belabor the fact that they're here and they're ready for theft. And who they're ready to thieve from is a small gathering of people outside a building, well, roughly the size of a warehouse, because that is what it was at one point. A repurposed warehouse with a storefront attached to it and a very, very incredibly large door. Voltha is there. She is dressed in her usual pirate garb. There is no more undercover work for her. She is at the buffet table, not snacking, but merely chatting with our patron, Anjin Redwater, who is nodding along and smiling quietly, but saying nothing. Gideon Gaius Merciful is present, dressed in one of her blue gowns, happy as a clam. She's got a plate full of hors d'oeuvres, each one of them different, and is very carefully going on a tasting tour of them with Tissa. She has brought her parents. They, unsurprisingly, look a great deal like she does. Petite, dark-haired people, older than Gideon, obviously. Her mother is critically examining the buffet table. And her father is hanging back watching the star of the show. The bell tower baroness stands in that enormous doorway. For many people in Stageport, this is their first time seeing a noble demon up close. And she is beaming. So, everybody, what are you doing at this lovely party? Can I, a bit of a, like, pre-scene role? I don't see why not. Because I was going to roll, would it be understanding humanity to find another suit or perhaps repair said suit that... Okay, it's not understanding humanity to repair a suit. I'd actually kind of let you use tinkering for that because it's like a fine manual task. Ooh, okay. If you want to repair the suit. Understanding humanity would be repairing your relationship with the person you rented the suit from. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. We, we may not, not be able to go back there anymore. Okay. Uh, wow. Four successes. That was an amazing roll. So I have an offer I'd like to talk to you about, and that is we have established briefly, we didn't dwell on it, that Penelope knows embroidery. Mm-hmm. With four successes, do you think Penelope has maybe embellished this suit a little bit? Oh, 100%. I like that. <laughs> I think it has um, bro- brocade, is that the term? And like also little symbols of home as well along the lapels. Is that a thing? Okay. Lapels? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So like apples and apple blossoms and maybe some wheat sheaves. Yeah. And then I think some of the seams have been embroidered in what looks 
like a little bit of gold along the seams to give it a real like crisp, sharp edge. Oh, very lovely outfit to wear to a gala art gallery opening. Oh, Penelope is ready. <laughs> Penelope is ready. I also have a question. Does anyone in the party know what this place is called? We never named it. Hmm. No. Okay, great. Love it. That's a really modern, like, aggressive name for a gallery. <laughs> no. <laughs> that it would be. I like it. Yeah. No is the, is the kind of place where May exhibits. Like, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> oh, I love it. Yes. <laughs> May knows the curator at No. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Maybe not quite the vibe the Baroness is going for, though. <laughs> Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> well, failing that, maybe it's just called the Bell Tower. Oh, I like that. That'll work. So, Nick, you've got two characters in this scene, as Sot is feeling much recovered a couple days later at the gallery opening. So, Cobb and Sot are back from their fishing trip. Yeah, Cobb is enjoying the gallery opening, mostly because he likes hanging around with all of his favorite people who are pretty much all here. Aww. And he enjoys little hors d'oeuvres and you know what? He probably likes looking at good art. Tiny foods, right? Tiny foods. Yeah, Sot's all about the tiny foods. He's very much recovered his appetite now that he's feeling better. Cobb is also looking forward to telling everybody about the fishing adventures they did have when he wasn't sick. Yeah. They did catch a fish so big, you would not believe. But they had to throw it back because we got sick, and you know how this goes. You know exactly <laughs> how this goes. He would absolutely be playing his concert, Tina, while he told this story, if it was socially acceptable <laughs> to do so here, which it is not. <laughs> <laughs> this is not uh, take it away with the concertina time. There is no bar accordion here. Alas. Uh, I'm assuming Marilyn is also present having been instrumental in the creation of the gallery. She is not being super antisocial, but she's kind of hanging back because she still, she still hurts a little bit. She got a little banged up. Yeah. I think her brother is with her. I don't think her sister is. I don't think you could pay Lily to go to a gallery opening. She's having none of it. Absolutely not. Stephen is present, I think, doting on his big sister, who probably hates the fact that he's aware she's been injured, but... I can only imagine that Stephen is also pretty interested in a new patron of the arts being around. I think, actually, as much as I like him just, like, fussing over Marilyn, I think the scene opens with him talking to the Baroness. Just kind of this little, wiry, dark-haired fellow with a huge shit-eating grin, just chatting up an enormous noble demon. Seems kind of like his style. That sounds like Steven. What's Tissa up to? I think that Tissa has realized that Gideon's mother has taken a professional interest in this particular spread here and knows that when there's someone who really knows what they're doing and has opinions, that those are always interesting. Aww. And so I think is 
coaxing a little bit of like what she has to say about these things. And I think like anybody who's truly passionate about a subject, all she needed was an excuse. <laughs> uh-huh. And yeah, Gideon's mother is more than happy to describe the hors d'oeuvres, to talk about the choices the chef made, the ones she agrees with, the ones she doesn't quite agree with. She thinks mm -hmm. that maybe this is a little overpowering. She kind of wishes there wasn't as much cheese on this spread. She understands why, but <laughs> this particular cured meat is really a better pairing for like a tart pickle or something like that, but... And it is very, very much like, well, it's not my place to say, but... It's not my place to say, but here is everything. Yeah, the, these people clearly have expensive taste and far be it from me to argue, but... <laughs> Gideon is standing nearby, seemingly enjoying this conversation from a distance and exploring the hors d'oeuvres happily. Gideon's father doesn't look thrilled to have been dragged out, but oh. he does seem appreciative nonetheless. Kind of just hanging back with his daughter eating hors d'oeuvres. Mm -hmm. Well, that's why they're there, is everyone can appreciate hors d'oeuvres even if they can't appreciate art. Mm. Also, depending on the type of gallery it is, you have to ensure that the artist ate something that week. <laughs> Very true. Yeah. Before anyone can stop him, Stephen has reached into his bag and pulled his sketchbook out and is like flipping through it with the Baroness was delighted to have people to talk to. And this is the beginning of something extremely unusual for the city of Stageport. Extremely unusual for any city in Amilta, really. Yeah. You've only seen it's like once before, back in Dunbarrow. This one is a lot less terrifying. It is a lot less terrifying. But between this and Dunbarrow... Maybe some of you might think there's not that much separating us from the noble demons. We both kind of have to survive in this world however we can. You might. You might be thinking any number of things. It's not up to me to tell you what you are thinking. But the party goes on late into the day. And somehow, nobody knows quite how, somebody brings a band to this big warehouse space. And a restrained gala very much turns the corner into the kind of party that Botha and Cobb are used to. Ooh, the Constantine could be. I, I think Cobb has left the Constantina on the ship, but he has absolutely got, like, the coat open, one leg on the chair, telling people stories with the beer in the other hand. Absolutely. Beautiful. Absolutely he is. He has crashed straight into, like telling pirate stories mode at the tavern. Oh, yes. And Votha's not far behind. Not to be outdone. Mm -hmm. It's a, a straight up, like, one-upsmanship contest at this point. Yeah. <laughs> it started with fishing stories. This is when Cobb ended up talking about the time with the sea lions. Everybody was wrestling sea monsters pretty shortly. Everybody. <laughs> absolutely Everybody. <laughs> And Gideon and Saad are clapping after every story. They seem to be having a wonderful time. Um, at some point with his customary bravado, Stephen does ask Penelope for a dance. Aw. Customary bravado being like trying so hard, so hard to appear casual about it. 
trying extremely hard to appear casual about it, as he does about a lot of things. And I think Penelope tries her hardest to be as cool about it as her suit looks, but yeah, you can tell. Penelope doesn't do cool. <laughs> no, neither of them are particularly cool, but they're both doing their best to be because they're teenagers. Yes. And yes. that's very sweet. Uh-huh. And over the course of the next couple weeks, as more and more people come to visit the bell tower and recognize what it means for the city, the Baroness becomes almost kind of a mascot for the city of Stageport. Popular brand of gin called Blue Baroness is exported. This is months down the line. And the emblem of this great blue winged creature is frequently seen on any number of products coming out of the city. It actually does not take Stageport very long at all to accept the Baroness as one of its own. I guess Stageport has always been like that for all kinds of people. That's really beautiful. I wanted I wanted a demon to get a happy ending, Kirsten. <laughs> <laughs> I just really wanted a demon to have a happy ending. Yeah. The Baroness just wanted to be able to showcase art and then people to share the art with. And Yeah. That's really sweet. Then you can buy the charcoals that Steven wants. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that was, I really enjoyed that conversation between Wova and Marilyn a lot. <laughs> I thought it was very cute. It it was fun. It was, it was a cool story way for Marilyn to not be nearly as guarded as she normally is. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah. And like, Wolfa, even though Wolfa's kind of a, like a bon vivant, he like really shows the, like the caring side of, which was really sweet. It was it was a beautiful scene. I'm very happy with it. Also, I really like the fact that Wolf is getting away with calling Marilyn Munchkin. <laughs> yes. yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Just taking advantage of the fact that Marilyn right now doesn't know that Munchkin refers to her or that she doesn't want to be called that. <laughs> <laughs> and please tell me when Marilyn's like, oh, I should get another drink. And Wolf is like, yes, Wolf gets herself another drink. Yeah. Oh, of course. <laughs> Yeah. Because that's exactly what I was picturing. Marilyn's a yeah, little yeah. bit too beat up to have a drink right now, but Wolfa, yeah. Wolfa can have Forbidden. another drink. <laughs> I thought both, uh, I guess both groups got to have really, really fun conversations today. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's so weird to be on the upper end of a conversation with a noble demon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really enjoying it. <laughs> Noble demons are intimidating conversations to have. Not this one. Like, you just you just feel bad for the poor creature that can, like, completely end your existence with the thought if she felt like it, but yeah. doesn't. <laughs> yeah. Is she capable of feeling like it? Complicated question. Maybe not. <laughs> Complicated question. I was a bit worried there for a moment with the, the like, paw over... Aurelie's craft? I was like, <gasps> Yeah. She was confused, too. Yeah. She got upset. <laughs> yeah. Understandably. That's not supposed to happen. It's not supposed to happen. She's a noble demon. She mostly experiences wanting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Contradictions less so. Yeah. 
And I also experience wanting, wanting to hear from our listeners. Yeah. That's my noble obsession. <laughs> oh, indeed. So if the, if the listeners then want to pay you tribute, how do they pay you tribute? They can find us on Twitter at Peach Garden RPGs, or they can use the email form on our website, sortofsymphonies.com. They can also find us on the Heroic Discord or the Be Gay Roll Dice Network Discord. The Heroic Discord is in our pinned tweet on Twitter, I think. And if you have fine art or maybe some pocket change to send our way, we have a Kofi and a Patreon that you can find over on our website at sortofsymphonies.com. Yep, there's a link that says support us. You can click on that. It'll take you to lots of ways that you can show us your support. We do. Um, we have been posting all sorts of fun things, music and outtakes. And soon when you're hearing this, one of Penelope's letters home, a little thing that Kirsten is working on. She's been meaning to be better about writing home. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> So excited to hear this. <laughs> listener, listener, I've just declared Kirsten and Kathleen to be the mayor of Penelope's letters home, and I'm so excited. <laughs> I, like you, have no idea what I'm in for. <laughs> oh. But speaking of Penelope, if you are like Penelope and need to spend all of your money repairing the suit that you borrowed, you can leave us a review on any of the web uh Oh my goodness, what are those things called again? Services. Yeah, services, yeah. review places. There's like, the internet is full of just like boxes where you can shout your opinions into. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So if you wanted to do that about us, like that would be rad. That would be rad. And if not, hey, thanks for listening. We're glad to have you on board. We hope you enjoyed our journey. Yeah. And, and we'll, we'll catch you next time. We'll see you next week, everybody. <laughs> I win. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Be gay. Roll dice. An LGBTQIA actual play podcast network. What does a barbarian war criminal, an undead cultist, a pyromaniac goblin, a hot topic reject, and a bard whose family is very, very cursed, all have in common. Well, that's very simple. They're all our main cast. We are Goblets and Gays, a mostly Pathfinder 2e podcast set in a homebrew world. If Pathfinder isn't your thing, we have all sorts of other awesome games for you to enjoy. Join us every Wednesday for episodes of our main campaign, Blood of Kings, as these chaotic gays attempt to locate some missing royalty. Don't forget to follow us on all social media channels at Goblets and Gays to stay up to date with our amazing projects. And remember to eat your vegetables.